time to take the edge off with the Edge Agency. Pour yourself a glass of wine, kick back and relax while we ask the tough questions and get down to the nitty gritty of being a business owner. Welcome to Take the Edge Off podcast brought to you by The Edge Agency. I'm your co-host, Alex Radford. And I'm your co-host, Lindsay Hogan. We're here with Lauren and Eric Tatum today. This is our first session doing two people at once. This is a couple. And I don't know how many of you know this, but in the South, June is one of the most popular wedding months. So for the month of June, we're hosting couples. All right. So We're welcome, excited. Lauren and Eric. Hey, guys. And those of you who don't know, Lauren is my business partner. So a little bit about Eric and Lauren. They've been married four and a half years. They have three beautiful daughters, ages seven, three, and one. Eric is a partner at Bank Stubbs McFarland, a criminal defense, family law, and personal injury law firm whose mission is to restore lives broken by arrest, divorce, and injury. Eric was actually my divorce attorney. He <laughs> <laughs> was great. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Lauren is a partner at the Edge Agency, my business partner. We're a marketing firm that breathes creative life into your business. Eric has been self-employed for seven years and Lauren for five. Both have entrepreneurial spirits and are passionate about faith, family, and foster care. They've had four foster children come through their home as well as one adoptive child. All right. So we're just going to dive in to okay. the questions. We're ready. <laughs> okay. So neither of y'all were business owners when you met. So what was the catalyst that really drove y'all into entrepreneurship? Uh, it's funny you asked. I, I was when we met. I had... Um, I had a, a law firm that I had been operating since May of 2012. Uh, it was just Eric J. Tatum, PC. Oh. And I realized very quickly that I am a really not great employee. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I march to the beat of my own drum quite frequently. Uh, I'm very spontaneous, fly by the seat of my pants a little bit sometimes. And um, most employers don't like that. Mm -hmm. So I realized very quickly that I needed to be my own boss. My dad is a business owner as well. My granddad is a business owner as well. And so it's just kind of, I was born into it a little bit. And um, it's kind of how I got my start after I decided to leave the firm that I was working for pretty quickly within about six months. So, yeah. so yeah, that was 2012. Correct. And then when did y'all get married? We got married on New Year's Eve of 2014. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. So he'd only been a business owner for about okay. two years. Yeah. And so you became yeah. a business owner after you were married. Yeah, shortly after. So we got married in December and pretty much I left work within a couple months. Very quickly. Yeah, I had already been <laughs> pretty quickly. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it was fast. Like, well, I had already been. I mean, I was like, please. Mouth. Got me in a tree, I'm out of here. You put a ring on it, so I'm out. It's, it's kind of true. But we had talked about it. It's, it's actually kind of a God story. We had talked about it um, when we were engaged, and there was a set amount of money that we wanted in the bank for me to leave work. So as we were engaged, I was actually already starting my company on the side. So I was working full-time at AT&T. I was building a business on the side, and I was ready to take the jump and start it full-time. And so we, um, we did a faith offering challenge at our church, um, that we were going to give a certain percentage of the money that we were asking for, for Lauren to come home. And it was essentially my salary yeah, so it was for an entire was year, a year's worth of salary we wanted in cash. And so we did, we, and literally we're on our honeymoon. We're sitting on the balcony on our honeymoon and he, we both owned homes. So he was selling his home. We were moving into my home and he literally got a counter offer on the penny of the amount that he would get back in cash from selling his home for my salary. So we decided when I got back, I would settle in for about 30 days and put in my two weeks. So in 2015 is when I started officially full-time as an entrepreneur. Yeah. That's a God story. If yeah. I ever heard it, one. Is. it was cool. That was really cool. I love that. So how have you guys helped support each other's businesses over the years? You're both entrepreneurs. You're both bosses. You're both 
you know, busy, mm-hmm. um, you know, I imagine you might keep it somewhat separate, like your work mind and your home life, mm-hmm. but how do y'all help grow each other's businesses or support each other? Yeah. That's a good question. Very good. Um, so at, at there was a point in time in 2015 and 2016 that Lauren came and worked with me um, at my law firm, at, at my law firm. She, implemented a lot of processes, procedures, things like that. She's, she's amazing from a management perspective. Uh, she's very good at time management, at, at process management, those kinds of things. And so I, I brought her in knowing what her strengths were for my business to help me implement those things. So that's one of the ways that she helped professionally. She could manage a small country. I mean, she does. <laughs> Have you been to my house before? (laughs) We have a small country in in my house. And when you add two foster kids to that, it's really a small country. But then you're you're dealing with so many other other things there. Um, And the way that I try to support her, especially at home, is I really do try to pick up a lot of the slack on things. I can't help but move my hand. I'm not hitting the table. Am I? No, you're fine. Um, I really try to pick up the slack with things like dishes and putting away laundry and, and, you know, the pickups around the house. And I I'm, wouldn't say that I'm the best at it, but I definitely, I mean, try to be intentional about it to help yeah. out where what would tend to be generally be her responsibilities. I try to pick up some of the slack there. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I mean, I would say twofold to that when I, Eric is very brilliant. He's very, he loves being an entrepreneur. He is a horrible employee, but <laughs> he really is. That's fair. So that's, the manager. That's fair. He that's, really is. That's fair. That's and, fair. and so for me, it was just, and he does not like change. So when I came oh, in oh yeah. to work, work alongside him, when I started my business, it was just pushing him in the direction of, I knew his potential. I knew how much he could grow and how much I was blown away by how much he was managing in his caseload by himself. I mean, he was running how many, I mean, you were running like 70 to 80 yep. cases by himself with one paralegal. Per, is that per month or per year? It's just or running at one time. At one, one time. You always had. So that was like your pipeline. Yeah, yeah, about 80 cases, family wow. law, like juvenile divorces, child custody. I mean, it's exhausting. And I, I was just thinking to myself, and he did really well. I mean, I would say 75% of the time he was winning his cases and maybe even higher than that. And so if I lose, was, I'm going to settle. I don't, I don't like to lose. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was just taking him to the next level. So my, I'm, I'm more of a pusher. I want to see growth. I am not afraid. I'm fearless. So I went in and I'm like, okay, let's take this to the next level. I saw his potential. So I feel like I pushed him in that way and just supported him more in the sense of you can do this. You're bigger than this, you know, just you, you're bigger than just these, these cases. You can go larger and you can up your fees because you're good enough. And so I just encouraged him in that, in that perspective. And then yes, the processes taking a lot off of his plate and he was doing everything. And so even though I hated my administrative role at AT AT&T in the sense of, I don't like that type of work. I loved that. I learned a lot about walking alongside a high level senior vice president executive. So I really brought, you know, coached him with his paralegal. I'm like, send her to paralegal school, pay for it. You know, teach her how to do your invoicing, teach her how to schedule things for you, um, charge for consultation. So I just kind of came in and I feel like gave him the umph and like the courage he needed to mm-hmm. keep going. And he's really only grown from there. And so that's really how I supported him. But for me, I mean, my initial start obviously is financially. I mean, I was a single mom with an 18 month old. Um, I was driving two hours, two and a half hours to work every day and back. I really never saw my, my daughter. And so he provided me the financial support once we got married, even though I did well for myself and I had a home and I had a great job and I had good benefits. It's still hard. It's still hard to start a business when you're doing it alone with a child. And so um, he gave me the financial support. That was the start, right? But then once I got going, like he doesn't hold me back. And that's a big deal. And I feel like in marriage, he doesn't hold me back. I constantly have crazy ideas and dreams. I literally call him one day and say, I was thinking, I'm just thinking about something. He's like, of course you're thinking about something. He's literally like has his palm in his his head and his palm right now. I mean, 
it, He's and, like, and Lord. They're, and they're all, the funny thing is, they're all really great ideas. If we could make them all, put them all into practice. But I mean, he's conservative, so they scare him. I'm yeah. like, so I was just thinking. I mean, probably five times a week. So I was just sitting here thinking. Hey, I was just thinking. And he he's always like, so oh, let my me gosh. shift some hours and find yeah, some more time. Hold I mean, on. Exactly. And so I think that was a huge part. I think that could that's how I got started. Yeah. Um, but after that, it's everything you just said. Like I couldn't do this without him. I mean, he sacrifices and he's had a change himself a lot in the sense of you heard him say he's fly by the seat of his pants mm-hmm. and our world can't work that way. I mean, we have too many children and a lot going on. And, um, so he really like transformed and buttoned down and got himself in a place where he was organized and calendaring and, you know, helping me with dinner. And we're just a good team. We're constantly talking to each other and shifting tasks. And at the end of the day, I think that just takes a lot of selflessness and humility, which yeah. is something mm-hmm. I really struggle with. But he's really great at. And so welcome. So selflessness is kind of like his mom's a pleaser. You know, he's a pleaser. Like that's part of their personality. And so that helps a lot. And then I would say the other thing too, and this is, I mean, it took his support, but our nanny. I mean, we couldn't do it without her. And that was a hard jump for him. I mean, we hired an au pair, which is unbelievably expensive. Again, you've heard he's conservative. He does not like change. So moving someone into our basement, you know, moving someone into our home to walk alongside of us with our children was a huge, like, leap of faith for him. But we wouldn't have it. I mean, she's, like, changed our family. He just took a sip of his rosé. I just started talking about that. (laughs) As he thinks about that Not to call you out for drinking girly rosé. I I mean, that's what was here. (laughs) He just drinks what he can. You're outnumbered. I do do like rosé. Again. Well, I mean, this is a story of my life. I have three daughters and a wife and a live-in nanny. So. Here's a girl. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's me and a lot of Learning women. Learning to love. I have, I have a boy dog at the house, one. Um, and then Lauren has her boy dog who's very little, much in size. So, I mean, you know, we got a, we got a little testosterone running around the house. Yeah. Well, much. I love that y'all both saw that, like, you saw that her need was she needed more help at home. And Lauren, you saw that Eric's need was he needed some hands in on his business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's really unique. It is. It is. I think, you know, there's that whole like gender role thing of like the mom stays home and cooks dinner and mm-hmm. the husband makes the money. And I don't, I don't, I'm sure there are people still live that way, but it's not so much the norm anymore. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to see. Yeah. You guys doing it a little bit differently. Well, and we just, we just divide tasks too. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to put everything on him, but it's like, okay, I'll fold the laundry. You put it away. Yeah. Hey, you do the little dishes. Like I'll cook the, you know, I'll cook Mm -hmm. dinner. Mm -hmm. You clean up or with our kids. I mean, he's just so Mm hands-on. And I mean, we have friends that say all the time, um, my girlfriend, Lauren's always like, oh, Eric's just here being super dad. Like he's just as involved with our girls as I am. So that helps. Like he's never afraid to jump in and pick up and take. And we're blessed. I'll never forget when we um, first started dating, he said part of why he started his firm was a, he's a horrible employee, but also because and I have to bring this back and remind him of this often when there's frustrating days that he's not getting in the office till 10 o'clock or, you know, he having feels to like leave at, having to leave at three 30 or right, four to go pick up because kids from we're school or juggling. Yeah. And he said, I started a law firm because I want to have a business that I can work around my family. I want to be able to go in when I go in yep. and I want to be able to leave when I leave. And sometimes when you get caught in the hustle of more money, more money, more success, more growth, we can forget that. So I feel like we keep each other humble in that situation of like, well, remember that's why I started this. So you're not getting in until 10 o'clock today, but you got to take your kid to school. Mm-hmm. And you know, there was a time in our lives where that wasn't the case. Um, so I think that we really just try to put our, family first. And, and the flexibility is huge, you know, for, for both of us. I and mean, I think that's one of the, the big things that draws both of us to being business owners is having some, at least some symbols of flexibility. I mean, if I'm in court, obviously I'm in court and I'm in court until a judge tells me I can leave. Right. Um, but having the, the ability to on a random Thursday say, Hey, I'm not coming in until 12 today. I've got, you know, Kids I've got programmer. this program or that yeah. thing going on at school. And I have the ability to to take off and do that. It was one of, one of the biggest reasons, again, not a planner, but I actually, you know, forethought that, mm-hmm. that piece of And it's, people don't see the sacrifice at night though. That's the problem. It's like there, there are seasons that are really hard, like maritally that are hard just because yeah, we gave it all to our kids all day, but now we're up till 2am working. Mm-hmm. So it's finding a balance in that. And for us, what has like 
been a life changer for our marriage, I'd say over the last year is we started scheduling a business meeting. So instead of trying to like talk about children issues or financial conversations or whatever, even marital issues, we really try to save that for our business meeting and we meet in the middle of the workday. And most of the time we're in like professional clothes and we meet and we have a business meeting and our counselor was the one who, which every marriage person needs a counselor (laughs) for your sanity. Um, But our counselor um, proposed that idea because she said, well, number one, we're very opposite personalities. So he doesn't like confrontation. So he needs, and he deals with confrontation all day long. That's all his clients are in is in confrontation or these children are in confrontation. So he wanted to come home and just breathe and feel safe. Well, I'm a fixer. We're going to, we're going to fix it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to make it work. We're going to, we need to discuss this. I'm we're a planner. And we're going to do it right now. Right now. <laughs> That's do me. It. We're yeah. going to do it and we're yeah. going to do it right, right now. now. That's me. I'm like, hey, what's up? Yeah. I'm calling you. Like, we're not sleeping this under the rug. We're not sleeping. Yeah. And, and I'm over here. Can I have like five minutes just yeah. to, I don't know, Let's, sit down, you know, get, get off my feet for five minutes? Yeah. Solve the world's problems yeah. tomorrow. Do y'all right. have like, um, so there, you have business meetings with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, do y'all too. have... Like trigger words or anything where like if Eric, if you're really worn out and you're like, I literally cannot talk about this right now. Safe word. Like, give me a break. Do y'all have any of that going on? Uh, We don't have safe words. Um, (laughs) We don't have safe words. Pineapple Lord. (laughs) Avocado. Um, But, but I, you know, I have, I have had to take some initiative to be able to tell Lauren, I, I need, I can't do it right now. I just can't. I'm exhausted. My brain's not functioning right. I'm not in a good mood. I don't want to say the wrong thing because I know right now this issue's got me really hot. I'm really upset. Or I'll be really yeah. frustrated if we have this discussion right now. So can we please table this for later? Um, I'm still struggling with that sometimes. I'm getting better about it, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. But um, one, one thing that I have to make sure for Lauren to do is to make sure that she knows that whatever the issue is, I'm not trying to sweep it under the rug. It's not, not important. It's very important. Uh, I'm just not able to do it right now. I I need the time I need to process. She's an unbelievably fast processor. I mean, the fastest it's Mm -hmm. stupid. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's insane. (laughs) How many steps ahead? You know, she said I'm brilliant and, and that's fine. You know, book smart is great, but she's already got, She's 17 steps ahead of me for what needs to be done on the next thing on the next week to get this done, to get that done. And I'm over here like, what shirt am I supposed to wear? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I feel your pain, Eric, because yeah. being a business partner with Lauren, sometimes I'll have like a light bulb moment, like in my closet at home. And I'm like, oh, Lauren said that about six months ago. <laughs> It's amazing. It's it's truly remarkable. Lauren said we should adopt a kid. We adopted one six months ago, but I'm just coming around to it. (laughs) It all makes sense now. That's that's about it. I mean, yeah. And and that's, it took time. That took time. Like, was it hard for you to understand his processing since you process so quickly? Yeah. I mean, that would be hard on your end as well, I guess. Yeah, it was very hard for me. Yeah, there's a mixture. Um, Part of me, so to answer your question first, yes, it was very hard. But as soon as that, the two things were implemented of, this is really important to me. I I want you to know I'm not, I'm not leaving this conversation. There's just some, there's past issues of just abandoning a conversation or abandoning a situation and acting like it's not happening. So that was hard for me. So when he started using that terminology, mm-hmm. it really shifted. I was like, oh, okay. Just the communication. Like, the communication. Saying, like, as soon as he says that this is really important to me, yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about this. Can we wait a little bit? I pretty much calm. Yeah. And then the business meeting changed because I'm like, okay, you know me, planner thinking. <laughs> On to the next one. <laughs> I'm in my notes. Add this issue to the I'm like, oh, okay, great. We'll just talk about this. On Tuesday. <laughs> and you know she won't forget. Yeah. And I've already added it to forgets. my running list. She never forgets. And so when we get to question four at our business meeting about like, hey, is there any confrontational issues in our marriage? I'm like, well, yes. Yes, yes there is. is. <laughs> Let me pull it up. As a matter of fact, there are 17 <laughs> resolved today. But I love, Eric, how you everything. make sure that you're in your healthiest mind. And I love how you're learning that yes. and recognizing I want to 
tackle these yeah. issues yeah. with Lauren, let me make sure I'm, I'm my healthiest. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that's so hard not to make the conversation go this way, but I mean, it's just the true thing. It's hard for men to realize that. Well, it was hard for, because of the way he was raised. So it was a hard shift for both of us. It was hard for me as a quick processor. And it was hard for him because I never he saw, was I raised never, sweeping things. Under I life. never saw my parents fight. Like not mm-hmm. never, no confrontations at all. Um, and I've been fortunate to have you know discussions with them since I've become an adult about that. Um, and it's just been, it, that's been something that I've had to learn that confrontation, conflict, when handled appropriately is healthy, healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in a, in a relationship and in a marriage. Yeah. And so that's been a big, yeah. a big struggle um, that we've had to overcome. Right. And, and it's helped so much. And then the business meetings have helped him because he can like breathe at night when he comes home and there's, and when we skip them, we see a big difference. Like there is a huge shift in our marriage. And then as far as slowing down. Yeah. I mean, Eric's good at helping me. I think it's a nice balance. He's good at helping me slow down, um, but I'm good at helping speed him up. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a nice balance. And yeah, busyness, like I feel like busyness is always a struggle for me. But you add entrepreneurship, you add growth, you add a business, you add missional living, which is a huge passion of ours. Um, It's just fast paced. So there's days that, yeah, I'm like, I have to remind myself to slow down. But then there's days that I'm like, thank you, Lord, that you gave me this gift because it makes me be able to keep things moving. Mm -hmm. I couldn't handle this high capacity of life of fostering. I mean, people say, oh, how do you do it all the time? Like not by anything great that I'm doing. I mean, like, thank you, Lord, that you gave me the gift of just quick processing and organization. Mm -hmm. Like that's a gift I feel like the Lord gave me so I can run a business, have a healthy marriage that I'm working towards, invest in my kids, be missional. Um, I just feel like that was a gift to be able to bless others with, if that makes sense. And so that's taken me time to grow into that. It's mm-hmm. taken me time to appreciate my busyness. Um, notice it when it's unhealthy. Yeah. That's, and that's been another big thing that, we, it, yeah. that we've really had to shift over the last six months to a year is, um, and in fact, Lauren read a book, I think it's by Lisa. Your best. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. She talked a lot about it. I I want to read it. Your best. Yes. You should tag her in this podcast and tell her how much her book was awesome. And it it truly was because one of the things that we are collectively as a couple really bad about is over committing. Yeah. Um, I'm bad at over committing and I don't even have kids and a husband and I don't own a business and I couldn't imagine it's it, just me here you know, and I overcome it. I mean, we both have discipleship groups. Um, I led mine this year for the first time. Warren will be leading hers in the fall for the first time. And you know, the guys that I'm, that I'm with are, are always telling me how on earth do you do this? Do all say this? the same thing. And it's, it's, you know, you just do. I mean, you well, just. The cool thing is neither of you could really do it by yourself. Oh, God. No. You're both doing it together. Mm-hmm. It's a team yeah. effort. Yeah. You help her. She yeah. helps you. And I think it's because I know you guys a little bit, you know, more than our listeners. Right. Eric is a big goofball. Yeah. He's no. funny and silly <laughs> and very playful. So it's kind of cool to see, like, I think he can add like, I think Lauren needs that for sure. Nobody needs yeah. to be at a hundred percent pace no. all the time. But I realized something I got to tell you, and I didn't even tell you this on our trip last Ooh, inside week. Yeah, inside. Your mom said something to me last week on oh, our beach trip that I was like, we just got back from the beach literally. Two yeah. days ago. <laughs> she said this and I went, Oh my gosh. Like th- we've got to talk about this in counseling. Like maybe I've had it all wrong. I always say like, Eric's so laid back. Eric's so calm. Eric's like, and cause I compared to me, he really is. Cause I'm at level 100 all the time. <laughs> yeah. there's, 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 but, not, there's not a level designation. For what you're <laughs> but his mom made a comment on our trip. She's like, it, and this wasn't even like, I don't even know how it came up. Something was going on. She was like, Eric can be very intense. And I was like, maybe he is really intense and I just have it all wrong. Like maybe he isn't as laid back as I think he is. And maybe he is super intense. So the way he's responding to things and I'm so shocked, like, he's so calm. Why is he acting this way? Maybe that's not how he really is. Maybe I'm just so like 
balls to the wall that like overly intense yeah right but he's right. normal intense right but yeah, his I'm, mom, I'm average intense his, <laughs> yeah, like his mom referred to him as intense and his brother really calm so that's it i gotta process All that more, which y'all oh, know i process well, quickly yeah. <laughs> but i'm like thinking back i'm like is he intense so anyways that's a whole different story but He's probably been married to you too long. Yeah, maybe I've. There, there's no such thing as being married. Have to you her always too long. been intense? Though? Yes. Oh, see. I'm super competitive. <laughs> I I don't like like I said earlier. I don't like to lose. I'm very competitive. You know, I played college athletics. I don't know. You know, I I'm not. I don't. Yeah. He's intense. I just didn't know it. <laughs> well, we definitely want to hear more about how y'all prioritize things and a couple more questions for y'all, um, really specific questions. Okay. But we're going to take a quick break. All and right. when we come back, we're going to address re- these. Refill, refill our, our wine. <laughs> I'm about All right. Answer. We're going to be back after a quick refill, ladies and gents. Okay. Hey, everybody. We're back on Take the Edge Off podcast. That break took a little longer than expected. We had more than one refill. We had like three. We may have opened another bottle. So if things get silly from here on out, um, I mean, I guess you can hold it against us. So we're back with Lauren and Eric Tatum. We have some questions for you to be continued. So my next question is this. Um, I know Eric and Lauren personally, and Eric's in a, um, a business group called C12. And I was fortunate enough to be a guest one day. And he said a couple of things that really like stuck with me and resonated with me. It was advice he was giving to someone else in the room. And he was, you know, the person was a business owner and she was a female and she was like, you know, I'm so busy with my business and my kids and, you know, her marriage was kind of taking a backseat. And he really like shed some light and was like, you know, like the priority is God first, your marriage second, and everything else comes after. Mm -hmm. And then he said, always remember to take the full portion of marriage. And everybody in the room was like, oh, dang, that's so good. Because everybody's a business owner. Everybody's working really hard. And we're all dropping balls somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it just really resonated with everybody. So my question, I guess, is what does that look like in real life, like every day, like taking the full portion and making sure there is that mm-hmm. priority? Because it's all really flowery language and a great concept, but it's hard to do yeah. in practice. Wow. Um, it's really hard to do. Good job, honey. <laughs> Good advice. Ooh. Um, get, getting the full portion of marriage is hard. It, it just, it is. Um mm-hmm you have to consistently fight for the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I really try to pride myself on is dying to myself and my needs and my desires for the betterment of my wife and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's part of how you get that full portion of marriage because you know, marriage is supposed to be your, with your best friend. It's supposed to be with the person that you have chosen to spend the rest of your life with. Um, it's supposed to be God-ordained. It's supposed to be uh, all of those things. And um, I heard full, full portion of marriage uh, from another podcast, actually. Um, the Good Soil. Become Good Soil. Um, and I'll think of the guy's name in a minute. But it's with uh, John Eldridge Ministries. Craig, I don't know. Anyways, um, but he and his wife were doing a, a podcast talk about um, about getting the full portion of marriage, and it was how to relate with the other person. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that I, I took a lot from that podcast, and I really tried to implement that into our marriage is seeing when I am relating in a way that is not bringing glory to God. Um, And when I see Lauren doing the same thing, really trying to catch her at that point in time and say, honey, I don't think that you're, you know, I don't like, I don't like the way that you're relating to me right now. I think you could do it better. Um, And really trying to get better about that. Um, That's part of the reason that we go to counseling. That's part of the reason that we have individual counseling and marital counseling. It's part of the reason that we have business meetings so that we're not 
you know, in constant conflict when issues arise, because let's be honest, when you're in a relationship with people, issues arise. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's just, yeah. we're, we're sinful people. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're, and we're going to fail each other. I mean, there's just, there's just no doubt that, yeah. you know, every single day I'm going to fail her somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, every single day she's going to fail me somehow. So, you know, really trying to figure out how to relate when those things happen, um, has been, has been a big change and been really important. Yeah. That's good. I mean, a lot of uh, agree with all those things for me, it's adding in to that second part of just, um, it takes a lot of time and energy and money to fight for your marriage. And I mean, seriously, if we took the money that we spend on counseling and invested it, like we'd be millionaires and I'm not kidding. Like it's a job It is a job. And I mean, some months we spend as much money on counseling as some people spend on their mortgages between him. Cause he has his own counselor. I have my own counselor and then we go to counseling together and it's important. I mean, it's important and very busy. It's important for anybody, but for us, it's like very busy lives. Um, multiple, you know, three children, businesses. Go ahead. Morgan Schneider. That's who the podcast is. Oh, Morgan Morgan Schneider. Schneider. Yep. Sorry. And what was the name of it? Become Good Soil. Become Good Soil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're really, he sent me one before and they're really good. They troubleshoot. It's no take the edge off, but it sounds pretty. (laughs) Well, they just troubleshoot marital (laughs) conflicts. It's marital (laughs) conflicts. We won't get there and take the edge off. We'll keep it business. That could get messy. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's just fighting and working hard Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of work. How do you know, do y'all have things that you will choose over other things? It seems like, honestly, when I look at it from the outside in, it seems like God's important. Your marriage is important. Your business is important. Y'all, y'all's relationship is important. How do you pick? How do you know? What do you, I mean, you if you have haven't happen. had a date night in two months, we don't know. That happen. What about, so like, do you have, you ever struggle with, um, do I have Bible time or do we go on a date? We haven't had Bible time in a while. Do we go no. on a date? No, we, first of all, how do y'all like not let that happen? We just don't like, we go on a date. Almost every such single a planner. Week. Yeah. That's you not, plan it. That's not even an option. Like we, we can't. And, and that doesn't mean it has to be, yeah, we like nice things and yeah, we like to go do cool things and we are definitely like travelers and foodies and we enjoy that stuff. And wine. We like wine. wine. <laughs> his, his, I mean, his hobbies are expensive golf and other things like that. But even if it's going down to our neighborhood pool and sitting there mm-hmm. and talking over a bottle of wine that we just have in the fridge mm-hmm. or just sitting on the back porch or sitting in the sunroom and closing the door and or our babysitter's helping. Yeah. Or just something mm-hmm. as simple as taking a walk around the neighborhood. You schedule it mm-hmm. out. We have to. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's that, great. That's never mm-hmm. missed. We I think, a, I don't think a lot of people schedule it out. No. I'm going to be honest. Well, we have a date every week and people would, this is the excuse. They're going to get, well, of course you do. You have a live in nanny. But before we had a live in nanny, we never mm-hmm. missed a date. And then people say, well, your fam- your, all your family lives around. And that's true. If we want to go do something fun and elaborate, our family's right here and we can do it. But that that still didn't stop us. Our date could be sitting on the back porch playing phase 10 or Uno. We love to play mm-hmm. games. We play card games all the time. So, I mean, it, it can be when your kids are asleep. And I think that goes down to also the routine of your children. Like, we've always had our kids in a very, like, strong sleeping routine. And I know there's a lot of controversy on that. But for us, it's like we have to make time for our marriage. And we can't make time for our marriage if our kids are up till 10, 11, 12 at night. Or we all have boundaries. We have boundaries kids. with our kids. And no so, kids in bed. No. I mean, we just no we don't. In room. No. We, oh, they can come in the room. They come in the room. But, well, in the during the, in the middle of the night. Well, if they come in there, of course, if they're sick or they need help or we'll cuddle them. But, like. No, they don't sleep with us. And we do make them, even if it's just quiet time in their room, like there are boundaries because we want to spend time with each other. Aww. So that never doesn't happen. We do our quiet times in the morning. Okay. So Eric, I am a really deep sleeper. I really struggle with not sleep. a morning person. I'm not a morning. I have a lot I of struggles. I have a lot of struggles with like sleeping and I require a lot of sleep, but something we really, and we challenge each other. Something we really challenged each other over the last couple months is he's a morning person. He gets up. He always says his quiet time in the morning, but I've started joining him in that. Like he'll get up 30 minutes before me and then he'll come bring me my coffee and get me out of bed and then I'll go do my quiet time. So I think it's 
supporting each other in that. So we do that in the morning. Is that before the kids wake up? Yes, Mm -hmm. it has to be. So we do our quiet time. We read our Bible. We sit up literally opposite ends of the dining room table. We read our Bible first thing in the morning. Um, and then we have our date every week and then our business meeting. And for the most part, that's really, so those are two different dates and business meeting is not a date. It is not a date. It's a, it's it's a very intense, intellectual, (laughs) emotional, (laughs) the stress that is over. I mean, I can, I can feel the wrinkles. I can feel the wrinkles going on the side of my face as I talk about this. And they're always done in public. You cannot mm-hmm. do them in your home. Oh, no. The few oh, times we've tried to do that, ground. it is a blowout. Yeah, because, because you have you to have, do it on neutral ground. Because you have the ability, if things aren't going well in your home. <laughs> the single girls are getting. <laughs> we, Alex and I just simultaneously picked up our glasses of wine as soon as they started talking and we got very stressed out. We are not getting married. Very stressed. We leaned back in our chairs like, oh, yeah. Not being married. Can I say like the, <laughs> but can I tell you the word that's like standing out? Like, what does all this take? Y'all are like, oh, it's because you're type A or like, oh, because you're a planner. That's not it. It's intentionality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been thinking too. I feel just like I was literally, it's oh my gosh, you took a word out. I was about to say, that. y'all are very intentional in every aspect of your life. Like, mm-hmm. I think that in the world and in society, there's excuses and excuses and excuses. But really, like one thing I'm working on that I think that so many of us are is planning it out and coming up with your priorities and like exactly what you said, figuring out your yes. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. your yes? Your yes. And then like being responsible for yourself. So yeah. like if I'm on a girl's trip or I'm on a trip with the kids, he's up Sunday morning going to church. Like there's no, like you talk about when you put God first, he's like it's his own cookie. walk. Yeah. It's my own walk. It has to be important to each other. He is every Wednesday night. We have guys to our house for Bible study. That is inconvenient. I'm going to be very honest with you. That is inconvenient. It interrupts our dinner time. We have family dinner almost every single night. That's another thing we're really big on. At the dinner table. At the dinner not table. Not in front of the TV. Cooked, TV's no off. Phones. We just, yeah. we don't have a lot of time yes, together. Yes, no phones as yeah. well. But when we do, it's it's quality. Right. And it's intentional. And for us, those are the that. moments. But it's but it's inconvenient. I mean, putting, putting God first sometimes is hard. Yeah. And it's the most important thing. So it's like we really make that a priority. Then us a priority. And our kids really do come third and that can get flipped. And there's weeks that it's like, and when I say they come third, like our whole freaking life revolves around our children. I mean, you heard us say earlier, like we skip work half the day to go to their function. We never miss anything. I think it's easy. And y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, please do. But I think it, I think from what I've seen and what I've been around, it's easy to let your kids soak up all of your time. Mm-hmm. I think it is hard to be intentional with each other and with God yeah. once you have kids, especially three. Oh, yeah. Sure. And and the and part of the issue with kids is that they they need. Mm-hmm. They just need. You're their life force. Right. Yeah, they they need, need they need food that you have to provide. They need transportation that you have to provide. They need clothes that you have to provide. I mean, they just they just need. Right. And and that doesn't even get into the emotional issues that they yeah. have and the school issues. I mean, they you grow out of shoes so fast. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. They do. It's, <laughs> it's like I can't even I can't even keep the I can't keep the oldest one in shoes right now. Yeah. Oh right. And they'll be done in three months. Like you have to buy new ones in three months, particularly for for yours. Need um, you, but I think it's like I think sometimes I had a girlfriend say this yesterday. My kids are the most content and happiness, the happiest when they say my husband and I happy. Yeah. And so people forget like when we're not doing well, and if we're arguing and our kids are seeing that, that's not when they're their happiest. So I think it's just it's intentionality, and we're very intentional with our kids. But it's good for them to see. No, you're not going to interrupt me right now because I'm reading my Bible. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. good for them to see. You're with the nanny right now. I might be here and I might be on the back porch, but you're not coming out here because I'm spending time with daddy. And so I think like we include them and we actually let them see a lot of our time together or our time with the Lord, but it's explained. Yeah. Even though they're little, they can understand. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. And and they need, and they need to know that the priorities are God first Every decision you know needs to be made through and with that mindset, mm-hmm. and it's got to be us second. Um, you know, one of the one of the things about intentionality is, you know, you spend eight hours a day at your job, eight hours or more, because most people have commutes and they're actually working for eight hours. 
you get home and then you're spending time with your kids mm-hmm. until they go to bed because mm-hmm. that's just what you do because right. that's the only time yeah. you have with them because yeah. for me in the mornings, you know, I'm fortunate that I get to dro- I generally drop off the oldest one at school just because it's convenient for us to do it that way. But I don't get to see my littles most mm-hmm. of the time at all. So I want to spend time with them. They finally get to bed at you know, 7.30, 8, 8.30. And I look up and it's like, okay, now I finally get to spend some time with my wife. Yeah. Y'all are amazing. But that's hard. There's don't. Y'all, my sister don't dropped off I mean, her dog at my house right now. And I'm like, oh, my God, when I get home, I have to take this dog on a walk. And y'all are like, yeah, we're going to have Bible time. We're going to have time with our kids. And we're going to have date night tonight. And I'm like, ah! It doesn't look that glamorous. I'm like, oh, it. It I sounds... just dinner and walk a dog. Remember that part of the podcast where we said sometimes when we don't work all day, we have to work at night? Yeah, yeah, See, that's the balance. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why those business meetings and those date nights are important. There are times that we yeah. are like ships sailing in yeah. the night. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't get home last night till 930. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I literally sat on the porch while he worked out just to talk mm-hmm. to him. Aww. Like literally. I'm Counting like, his crunches. Yeah. I mean, that's literally like he's, he's <laughs> running sprint remind, five and nine. blast remind, you. Remind me, remind me to show you what that workout was like. I was just like, this is what we're doing. Right? I'm like, I'm like, that's it was great. a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, it's yeah. a mess. But you, you fit it. You fit in. You make it work. You fit in Love things. That. You find time to fit in things that are important. Yeah. I mean, you make, we don't watch TV. We don't watch TV. That's a good point. We, 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 we very rarely watch TV. We, we will binge shows on Netflix when they come out. Like once a month or so. Mm-hmm. And that's I, a fun, I, that's I, a date night for yeah. us. To sit and yeah. watch, sit next, just yeah. like sit close to each yeah. other and watch TV <laughs> and actually relax. Like Aww. that's a date night. I mean, seriously, that sounds yeah, so silly. No, no, no. I, I don't watch TV either. We don't I, watch I don't TV. have time. I feel like there's other stuff to do. I we mean, don't. We don't watch TV. We talk a lot throughout the day. That's Aww. a. We talk a lot throughout the day. And um, y'all don't find that y'all run out of things to talk about. <laughs> I really have heard couples. They talk throughout mean. the day and they get home. They stare he at each other. He doesn't run like, out. No, he doesn't run out. <laughs> so, well, no. so we love y'all's deep insight. Yeah, literally y'all are so real and amazing. I feel um, like you need your own show. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> So, in our spare time. In our spare, spare time. time. Mm-hmm. Spare time. <laughs> so we're going to move into our kicker question. And this one is really the kicker question is for those guests who have fallen in love with our um, guests. I mean, who can't fall in love with y'all? Let's get honest. And who want to just hear more um, fun things. Okay. Um, but this kicker question, we're going to do a little bit of a love romantic twist. Okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. So just a few quick questions hang on to your glasses we actually won a competition once in key west where they had couples stand up and ask questions about each other we won that was that sounds like the movie just go of with course it they won. we won lauren was on your team yes. lauren, before they even announced the competition lauren's like i think there might be a competition night. let's review let's let's go through and figure out what are your favorites <laughs> I, need, I need to know your favorite movie your Working favorite color vacation. what what is it what are we doing what are we doing right now okay. we're gonna win right. Working vacation. there is Working wine involved Working vacation. There is wine involved, There's and we're going to win. We're going to win. <laughs> exactly. That's great. All right. First question. Okay. Describe your first date. Did y'all have an immediate connection, or was it something that grew? Is this for me? Each of you. Oh, the floor is open. Is we know this one. All right. Well, let's let's hear it. Our first date was sushi. At Nico Nico. At, Nico, at, Nico. Mall, at Mall, of Georgia, uh, Mall of Georgia. What was the time? Uh, we How met, was the weather? It was, it was May. Well, we met was, after <laughs> Paige, we, we met after my oldest went to bed because at the time, remember, I was a single mom. Uh-huh. I didn't have a child here. My one of my best friends lived in my basement. I said, "Will you please be home tonight?" She was studying, and I'm like, "Will you just be here so when Paige doesn't sleep, you know, she's safe?" And so it was probably 7:38. It was a late date. Late date. Late date. 76 yeah. degrees on right. a Tuesday. I don't remember all that. <laughs> He may. I don't. Um, <laughs> it lasted we went, forever. We went to Nico. Aww. We closed down Nico. Then we went to the Starbucks right down the street. We closed down the Starbucks. Sat we just there, drank coffee. And th- Lauren and I have known each other for a long time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I used to take her to church in high school. Drive. Well, yeah. I used to drive Literally. her. Mm-hmm. Pick we her up, take her to church, take her growing home. Up. So, I mean, we've known each other for a long time and we've kind of lost connection. She got married and had a kid and then came back and went through a divorce and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> But uh, we reconnected, and so yeah, that was our yeah. first official date, and it was yeah, it was, it was really catching up on life and family, um, and yeah. I mean, so really. when did y'all know that it, you were the one? Was it the first date, or no, was it later? July fourth. 
Yeah. Oh. When so was the first date? May. 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 So May that's very July. You know we were married wait, 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 wait. seven months, right? We can't, we can't pass How many moment. months was that? We How did we two? know on July 4th? So we, there was fireworks. We started dating in May. We went on a trip with a bunch of friends as a couple in July. Like that would really probably be the trip that we fell in love. What's really cool is that's the same city we went back and adopted our youngest daughter Is this from. a bachelor episode or? <laughs> I'm serious. Like that's. It was I mean, just cool when we got the call that, that we were adopting. Special rep because Jupiter. What? I'm the one that won the show. Oh, uh, Braden ten Siesta Key. Okay, so Sarasota. we went to Siesta okay. Key okay. with friends, and then when we found out we were adopting our daughter, that is where she's from. So we went back to where we fell in love to adopt her, which was just crazy. But we fell in love there, mm-hmm. and then and y'all knew. Oh yeah. Did y'all how tell did each you other know? you know? How did yeah, how did you know? I mean we told each other wrote, we loved each other. I had probably you said I also that wrote weekend? I don't remember. Yeah, we did. I probably for the but first we also, time. So she also like gave up really gave up her flight home. It's a nine hour drive. To ride in the car with me. For nine I hours drove home. for nine hours and like That's we love. survived um, we survived that car ride of and nine hours just the two of us and I was like all right, I can do this. He knew. Like, for real. And he called his mom, and his biggest fear was, he said, Mom, I found the one. She was just talking about this last week at the beach. And she said, that's great, honey. And he said, well, I'm a little nervous. She's younger than me, so I'm several years younger than him. And she's like, well, that doesn't matter, honey. She's like, me and your dad are however many years apart they are. How many years apart they are? Like six. Six or four years apart. Yeah, no big deal. And a half. And a half. Mm -hmm. And so, and he's like, but there's more things. She has a child. And his mom's like, it's okay. Like you're great with look at what you do all day long with juvenile mm-hmm. children and foster kids. He works a lot with foster kids. And so she was like, you're great with kids. Aww. And so then we were engaged and married. We went on our first date, fell in love. We're engaged and married within seven months. We're engaged in October and we were married on New why, Year's Eve. Why the, I don't want to say speed. Hasty. It doesn't sound like it was, yeah. it was quick. Why? I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Um, I would have screwed it up otherwise. <laughs> let me lock her down before she realizes. <laughs> he always jokes about oh, this. He like, says this for let real. Put, let me put a ring on it. Um, you know, he I, says this. I, I know what I'm I, I did. I, I, go. I was My boyfriend really... tried to propose to me after the first date. I'm sorry. I'm not married yet. Seven. <laughs> Try to propose to you after the first date. Oh, yeah. Should you edit that part out of this? <laughs> I didn't mean to say his name, but here we are. Here we are. Um, I, I mean, the... There was a lot of reasons. He just, he just says that he, he dated a lot of good girls. He was just kind of afraid of the commitment. So with me, he knew like he jokes Mm -hmm. that he would have married me in high school. Like he knew then that he wanted to date me. I was too young for him to date. I I thought she was really cute. I was serious boyfriend. So that's like a joke. (laughs) That's a joke that he always said. I thought she was cute. But but I think that he, he was like, if I don't do this, I'll, I'll get afraid and run. And then I had a child. Right. I had a kid. So I, we lived, he lived in Snellville. I lived in Flowery Branch. We were driving at the time. My ex-husband didn't live here. So it's like, when do we see each other? When do we have time for this? Like I'm a full-time single mom. He lived an hour away. We, he would not meet her, which we were very against that. We were trying to figure out how to make it all work, how to date, like how to see each other. And we just knew, and it was scary. I mean, getting married, you're going to think I had not been divorced that long. So it was very scary. I cared about what people would think about me, the judgment that I would get. You know, he was scared to death because he was about to marry a woman with a child. I mean, you know, there was just a lot and it was the Lord. I mean, we just knew we felt peace and we started telling family members. They were like, they started coming out of the woodworks like, oh, well, we actually moved our wedding up. We were married in six months. Oh, yeah. My grandparents were like, oh, we were married in six months. And like everybody was so supportive. The only two people that were kind of in was our siblings, but my brother moves very slow pace. Like him and his wife dated for a very long time before they got married or even had children. His brother had not been married yet. So he just didn't get it. And my brother has since joked with me when he was going through his, I don't know, year long engagement or however long it was, it was rid- ridiculous. a ridiculous amount of time for an engagement. <laughs> He was like, I mean, I'm so sorry for judging you. I, I wish I would have married her six months ago. This eight is months awful. Ago. Like, you know, so, you made the right decision. And I'm like, I know. I don't need you to tell yeah. me that. Appreciate it. I but, mean, other than that, and it's not that they didn't like us. It just was the caution. You know, they were yeah. more cautious people. So it was just, there was a lot of peace around it. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, I love that. I love that. Trust God. Yep. Trust just God. trust God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have one last question. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, 
Do you guys have any final words of wisdom that you would give either young couples or business owners or especially just couples who like they're hustling, they're growing their careers mm. and that's good. Juggling as much as you guys are. You want me to go? Sure. Where do you want to go? Like one final piece. Go, go ahead. ahead. Give your final piece. Make time. Ooh. Yeah. Make, be intentional and make time. Mm. Because Simple yet I don't, if it's once a week or if it's once a month or if it's every other week or whatever works for your schedule and for your lives, make it Make it important. Make it a priority. Yeah. Make time because it's the person that you chose to be with for the rest of your life. Yeah. And so if you don't make time, somebody else will. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> so, I mean, it's the truth. It's the truth. I think mine, my, I mean, it's very similar. Um, for me, it's be a team. Like you have to be a team which involves selflessness. You have to be selfless and that's hard. And then I was going to say fight for your marriage, like have humility. Do not be afraid to invest in your marriage. Do not be afraid to invest money in your marriage. Do not be afraid to invest time in your marriage. Do not be afraid to say like, we're going to counseling and try really hard. I think that you just have to be a team. You have to be selfless and really have to invest and investing takes a lot of time. I mean, think about investing in your business, investing in your children, investing in your friends. It's just time consuming. And there are going to be things that go to the wayside when you invest in that. And that's, that's hard. It's hard to let go of your former life. Um, but I would say those would be my three. So prioritize people. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Prioritize your relationship. Yeah. I love it. Well, in conclusion, and as we wrap up, um, can y'all just quickly tell people where they can find you? And we're yeah. also going to link um, your website and any social media in the bio below this podcast. Yeah. So I'm at Bank Stubbs McFarland. Um, you can find me on the interweb machine at <laughs> www.banks, B-A-N-K-S, Stubbs, S-T-U-B-B-S.com. Um, you can email me at etatum at bankstubbs.com. Um, you're where in coming. Georgia. Oh, I'm in coming Georgia. Yeah. And then you can find me at the edge agency. This is take the edge off is our podcast at www.theedgeagency.net. Or you can email me at Lauren L A U R E N at the edge agency.net. Thank you all so Love much. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. Was this was fun. Thank you so much for listening to Take the Edge Off podcast. We hope this gives you some insight into the nitty-gritty world of entrepreneurship. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Edge Agency for podcast updates and more about what we're up to.